Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Boston Art Podcast. Boston's premier art podcast. Where we talk art, culture, and philosophy. My name is Theodora Earthworms. And I am Brian Huntress. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm doing something that I haven't done before right now, which is recording my own intro to an episode of the Boston Art Podcast, which you know because you're listening to the Boston Art Podcast. Um, If you're hearing this, the reason is that we didn't record an episode this week. I'm preparing this, um, assuming that we're going to need it eventually. Brian has recorded an intro to an episode before. Um, I don't really know what they said. <laughs> because honestly, I that was the um, episode where I was on strike. As of right now, it's a few weeks back, but I was just fucking tired. We didn't realize until midnight on Thursday that we needed an episode for Friday morning. And I said, do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to bed. Um, this is just in case that happens again so that like we'll be even. Um, yeah, I just thought it might be nice to have a little a little solo intro. Oh my god. I really hope this is picking up because I'm in my car. Um... I'm always in my car, but my car's really loud, and there's nobody monitoring this because I'm driving and I'm by myself, so I hope it's not blown out. Sorry if the audio quality is absolute shit. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some things that I've been doing recently. Um, What have I been doing recently? I've been doing a lot of embroidery. Um, I've mentioned that in passing on past episodes, but I don't know. I've I've been really hyper-focused on it lately. It's really fun. Um, Something that I found is that it translates to the skill set that I already have from ink drawing, which maybe isn't true because I do, I have some experience with sewing and embroidery from like being a kid and having like a Laura Ingalls phase. Like I got really, really into Laura Ingalls and Project Runway when I was growing up. So I have hand sewn a lot, honestly, but it's been like a decade since I actually was putting that skill set into continuous use. Um, So... Yeah, it's been a... I've been diving right back into it. Um, I... To, okay, so back up a little bit. I started by trying to do um, printing. Because last summer, what I was doing was I was using little stamp pads. Like, just regular, like, stamp pads from the craft section. And making ink prints using flowers and leaves. Um, which I posted some of, but I'm... I don't know, maybe I'll do more of that. But, um... Basically what I would do is I would take a, I have a little square uh, notebook that's about the size of like maybe a cigarette box, a little bit bigger. Um, and I would just put a flower on a page, press it flat, like close the notebook and open it again. Uh, not actually pressing it, just like quickly flattening it for the purposes of printing. Um, put the stamp pad on it, so top, bottom, like boop, boop, just make a little black square. Lift the flower off flip it and then press it down flat again so it essentially creates a background with a white outline and then the flower just becomes its own stamp um and it creates this like really neat black and white impression on the paper which i thought was really fun so i was thinking about that a lot this summer and i'm trying to think of ways that i could incorporate that into maybe wearable artwork um and i had this idea that um 
kind of took fruition when we went to Brian and I went to um, England because I found in this little used bookstore that we were in when we went to um, the city of Bath I found this little book about um, natural printing and eco printing which is when you use things like food scraps and flowers and leaves and sticks and things like that to um, translate into ink for fabric like you stamp with them or you soak them and dye the fabric different colors or you can do like impressions with stamps um and I thought that was really really cool but it turns out that's very difficult so um I got really focused on that for a while I bought all the supplies to do it and then I realized that um it's not the kind of thing you can eyeball it's very scientific as far as the mordant process goes which what that is is that's how you prepare the fabric to be printed on um, it won't work if you don't do that correctly because it's sort of like creating a binder or like priming a canvas. You have to prime the fabric for the ink to set into it. And I bungled that process when we did it. It took us like seven hours. I had to drag Brian by the scrap of their neck to even participate in doing it. Um, Brian's, of course, came out with some ink on it. Mine fucking didn't, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but... And neither of us really were super successful. It was kind of like an overall fail. And I wasted a bunch of flowers. It made the most disgusting smelling like soup of flower bits ever. Possibly because not only did I not mordant the fabric correctly, but I also tried to dye a piece of fabric that was like four feet by four feet long. So I wanted to make a giant tapestry on my first try. But we live and we learn. Um, so one side note of that is that I am attending at um, Patchwork Community Craft Center in Norfolk this weekend. Um, I'm going to an eco-printing workshop that I'm really, really excited for. I'm going to report back on that after I attend. Um, so you'll probably actually hear me talking about that in a sooner episode than whenever this resurfaces. Um, but if you... That's confusing me. I'm not going to talk about the time travel. But maybe look out for that. It's probably posted already. Um, but I haven't attended yet in this timeline. Anyway, that's that. But that got really hard. I didn't really understand how to do it. <laughs> But then I was really into fiber and I was like, well, because in my head while I was practicing this and preparing for things and like waiting for the mordant to arrive and stuff, I was thinking about what I could do with this textile that I had printed. Like once I printed it with flowers, like what else? Because what I typically do on canvas, which is also a fabric, it's just a lot thicker, um, is mixed media stuff. So I use like I Mod Podge or glue um, photos and images onto a painting and I was like, maybe I could do something similar to that. So then I got um, Image Transfer Medium Mod Podge, which I've never used before. It's really, really fun. It's really unique, I guess. Um, but basically, you buy it. It's kind of like gesso. Um, you just prime a little patch of your fabric, like a t-shirt or whatever. It's wearable. Um, with this Mod Podge, you put an image on top of it, image side down so you like press whatever you want to leave an indent on the fabric onto the fabric itself like backside up um and you let that dry for 24 hours and then you wet it and you just scrape off the paper and the image itself the impression stays on the mod podge if that makes any sense at all um it has like this really rubbery consistency so i the best thing i could compare it to is when you get a t-shirt from like zoomies or something and it has that like rubbery screen print on the front of it that you can like like if it's really hot out you could probably like, rip it if you were like a person who wanted to destroy your t-shirt um it's like that 
So I tried to layer a collage with like multiple layers of this Mod Podge and I would not recommend doing that because I had to like cut into the rubber and like peel the right layers and some of it didn't show. But it was really fun to play with. Um, so I did that on a couple pieces of fabric and then I embroidered onto that to give it like a um, sort of more tactile layer. Uh, that was really, really, really fun. Though I made two pieces that way. Those are both currently hanging at Lowell Telecommunications Center um, in their gallery. Who knows if they'll still be up by the time you hear this. But um, yeah, so that was cool. And then I got really, really into embroidery. I think that that was first. Maybe I started doing embroidery at the same time. But anyway, I'm thinking about 7,000 different ways to play with textiles now. Um, I haven't used paper at all since I started on this little endeavor. And I've just been super, super, super focused on this. So I got um, like a bunch of embroidery hoops. I got like four of them. And then the same weekend, just coincidentally, Brian was cleaning out their grandparents' like garage, I think, and found a bunch of like antique embroidery hoops that are fucking huge. Like one of them is like three feet wide. Well, not really, it's like a foot wide, but it's still like massive. Um, and I was really excited by that too. And both of us started doing embroidery because I was teaching Brian and babbling about the stuff that I was learning about, obviously, as I am right now. Um, and that was really exciting. Um, I got this stuff called stick and stitch that I tried to find it at Joann's and I didn't see it in store. So I bought it online. Um, but you basically use it like transfer paper kind of, um, you buy it. It's like sort of translucent and it has a sticky back and it's water soluble. So what that means is you can use this sheet. It's like an eight by eight and a half by 11 printer paper size sheet of sticker you hold it up to what I did was use it like a light box of my laptop. So I just took a image that I wanted to draw from. Um, I, in, uh, Adobe illustrator, I made it like black and white. So it was sort of like a, uh, stencil, I guess. Um, I traced the stencil the way that I wanted it onto the sticker paper. I peeled the backing off and I pressed it onto my fabric. Then I used that as a template um, for my embroidery. So I sewed, I embroidered the whole thing, filled it all in, colored in the lines basically, made myself like an embroidery coloring book sheet, and then dip it in water, fucking like three weeks later, and the sticky sheet goes away. Like that completely dissolves. So there's no evidence of your marking, it just looks like you just sewed it by eye. Um, and I've been in love with that. I did one uh, pretty large piece, it's maybe like four by four inches. Um, from a photo, and that was sort of like, uh, sort of like realism. It's a little bit abstracted. The colors are kind of fun. Um, that one I haven't posted yet because I don't really know how to photograph it. Um, I think I might try to scan it. Brian had that idea, and I feel like that would give it a really fun texture for like an image to upload. But anyway, I'll eventually do that. You'll see it someday. But that was something I was focused on for like months concurrently with these projects. And then I started working on a smaller embroidery of um, a little Friendly's ice cream. It's like a little Monster Mash ice cream. And it's on this larger piece of fabric, but that one is like maybe two by three inches. It's like a little patch. Um, but instead of cutting it out and making it a patch, I decided that I'm going to add a bunch more things to this little piece of fabric and turn it into a tapestry that sort of evokes um, like childhood memory and nostalgia for me. Um, I have some ideas of some other things that I want to put on it, but I don't want to talk too much about it until I actually do the thing. Because I always give away my good ideas before I've actually completed them, and then I never go back to them because I'm bored. <laughs> um, so in the interest of avoiding that, I'm not telling you what I'm going to do. But very excited about it. Um, I think I just drove by Brian. Huh. Interesting. I don't know if I actually did or not. Um, I'm just doing laps around our house because I 
wanted to record this. I don't know why. I just it just felt like a fun thing to do. Um, I should probably pull over though because I'm getting like too. I'm very hyped up right now. You know what I did? I know why this is happening. Um, I skipped dinner. Well, I didn't skip it, but I just I got out of work and I was hungry. And instead of dealing with that and getting food for my body, I um, went to PetSmart and I bought toys for my cat. I got him a crinkle bag and I got him a um, uh, what the fuck are they called? The light thing, the little LED keychain, a laser, a laser pointer. I got him a laser pointer and a crinkle sack. Um, if you don't know what a crinkle sack is, it's a sack that crinkles. I think he's going to fucking love it. But I got him those, and I got him, like, cat litter and food, too, because he needs that. Um, he goes through so much cat litter, it's absurd. But anyway, I did that, and then um, I was still hungry. At this point, I'm starving, but I'm next to Five Below, so I'm like, I got to go into Five Below, because they had this... Um... Who just beeped at me? Maybe that was Brian. I don't know which car they're in today. Um... <laughs> Maybe it was unrelated. Anyway, um, I went to Five Below because they had, before, last time I went there, they had these little strawberry pillows, and I bought one because I thought they were so cute, and I wanted more for my room, but they didn't have more, which was kind of disappointing, so I left. Um, Oh, but before I left, I bought a package of Airheads, and I ate the whole thing. Oh, okay. I know this is the third time I'm saying this, but I actually see Brian now, and they're skateboarding up the street, like right outside of my car. What the fuck? This is so funny. Do you guys think that I should pull up on them and like yell out of my car window? (laughs) I'm not going to do that because that's not funny, but it's what they would do if it were them and me. Oh, I see that. I'm going to park right next to them. Little do they know. Okay, now this is us from the future telling you that we're about to talk about the Barbie movie. Okay, bye. Let me explain something to you that isn't a tr- a necessarily a true thing. It's just my opinion about traveling. Okay. The advice that everyone keeps giving us, like, oh, dude, you're going to need this, or, oh, you're going to need to make sure... Blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. All these things people keep telling us to do. Things we need to do to prepare. Oh, we're going to be fucked. Oh, we need... Listen. I already agree. People who are giving us advice are giving us advice that that would allow us to maintain our current standard of living that we have at home while traveling. You're right. Like when parents are like, oh, dude, you better make sure you do this and that and that. Like, or the, oh, you better get a hotel and pre-book everything in advance. It's like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. not, that's a good way to travel. That's not bad. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But they're trying. They have a different standard for their travel. We're literally driving to fucking New Orleans. And we're going to sleep in the, in a van. In parking lots. <laughs> I, it, this, um... We don't need to feel like we're on a beach resort. Yeah, no. I don't want necessarily to have that experience. I want to go on an adventure. 
We're just going to get lit, dude. And we're about to do a Wendy's mukbang. <laughs> mukbang. Does it count if it's not video? I don't think it does. Uh, it's an Wait, a- this fucking person yeah. just snaked me from the other side of the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> fucking snake the drive-thru, bro. We have- <laughs> We are on a time limit, dude. We need to get through this drive-thru ASAP. Did you know that I got a comment on Instagram the other day where somebody said, Boston Art Podcast is what you need to listen to while high? Really? Yeah, like just some person, a listener, shout out to you, I forget your account name, just said that it's a great thing to listen to while while stoned. That is a good, I appreciate the compliment, but that's very baffling to me in some ways. Well, I mean, I could totally see it because like you probably wouldn't want to like listen to like, I don't know, like Radio Lab while high. It's about like science and shit. That's like would be too boring or would be too anxiety inducing. You wouldn't yeah. want to listen to like, you know, some like political podcast. That would be wicked stressful. That's true. You want to listen to something. I mean, I would imagine you would want to listen to, but but then you think of a comedy podcast like, like Bad Friends or something. That's too fun. Like it feels like a sitcom. And it's just like, this isn't funny. It just feels like I'm watching, like, like friends. I like things that I can think about a lot, but that also are not that deep when I'm high. Yeah, you want to... guess is maybe where we're at. You want to laugh a little, but also have cool thoughts that are interesting. Do you think that if somebody was listening to this while high right now and we were analyzing this, it would, like, trip them out? Uh, I mean, we could say, thing, uh, we could say things that would trip them out. Do you think they feel weird? We could be like, I think hey, think they... think about the way your fingernails feel. Doesn't that suck? You said that to me before when I was high. It didn't work. Because I was just like, I don't well, know what you mean. I'm just saying, like, think about, like, imagine... No, you know what really works? Like, imagine them just breaking off. Wouldn't that be horrible? Your nose is itchy. All right, you know what? Fuck you, Theo. You're, you're trying to flex on me right now about weird things to say to people while high. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're like, no, you, you're stupid. I know a really cool thing that would make people feel weird while high. <laughs> what does that mean? You're like, everybody else is stupid. Only I know the good way to travel. And you don't know either. I'm going to tell you. I'm not saying that my version of what I think is good traveling is, is like the gold standard that everyone should listen to. I think it's affordable, and that's my priority. Right. I don't want like, to spend a shit ton of money on something that's going to be over. What are we, millionaires? Yeah, what the what fuck? the fuck are we... We're not going to Ibiza or France. We're going to... We're, we're going just, to Miami. We're just going on a fucking road trip, and we're going to eat peanut butter and jellies the whole time. Ew, I don't like peanut butter and jellies. Well, I'm going to probably eat a peanut butter and jelly every single day for the whole trip. I'm going to eat a ham sandwich. Hey, you know what I thought of, by the way? Do you remember when we decided to stop saying our location while recording? Yeah. I feel like that's like kind of, I feel kind of weird about that because we also have gotten the feedback so many times that people like the fact that there's like these geographical references where they're like, oh, I know where that is. That That's cool. And that like is kind of a weird appeal that they like that there's a geographical element to us like hanging out and talking while recording. I was actually thinking about that too. And I think that something happened. We didn't agree that we wouldn't talk about where we were while recording, because that makes no sense. How would somebody track us down by knowing that we were driving through Taunton or something? Well, We said that we weren't going to talk about where we work or where we live. No, no, no. But there was a time where we were only we were recording in places where we were every day, too. 
That's true. So I felt weird about it. And that I think we were just being paranoid. Like maybe I watched like a true crime documentary and thought we were going to get murdered. You did do that. I mean, I do that like every once in a while. No, but you were when around the time that this happened was you were very much thinking about that. That was like a specific era. <sighs> this Wendy's drive through is taking too long. We have to go to the Barbie movie. We're about to go to the Barbie movie. That's actually the whole purpose of this episode. But we can't not get food. What are we going to do? Just be starving and miserable while at the Barbie movie? Yeah, no, that won't work for me. I do this while working all the time where I will have a highly specific time limit that I cannot violate or I will be penalized from my job. Mm -hmm. And I often race that time limit in Mm drive-thrus. And something I find more times than not is that I always have a little bit more time than I think. Well, yeah, because when you're sitting in the drive-thru and you haven't ordered yet, it's like, should I leave? Should I stay? I don't know what's going on in there. You have no idea how fast it's going or how slow it is because you can't see. I think also some drive-thrus do this thing where it'll look like it's a really long line and everybody will be waiting and you're like, fuck. And then they just give like six people in a row their food right away and all of a sudden you're at the front. I kind of love when that happens. Dude, I'm getting so mad. Why? I just want us to not be in the line anymore. Oh, don't worry about it. We didn't even order yet. Um, <laughs> I'm getting so mad. <laughs> My car broke down today. You're taking that much better than I thought that you would, to be honest. I would have been pissed. It's just defeat. You can't, you can't writhe in pain in the face of insurmountable obstacles. Yeah, the usual. Hi, um, can I get uh, two double-stacked biggie bags with no cheese, please? <laughs> Say it again. Sorry, can you repeat that, please? Can I get two double stacked biggie bags with no cheese? Okay, what's the drink in the sauce? Um, two Diet Cokes and um, sweet and sour sauce, please. Say no cheese. Say no cheese again. Uh, no thanks. Thanks. I fucking hate the name of that item. Can I have a biggie bag? Double stack biggie bag. Can I have a double stack biggie bag? Fat ass fucking burger. Let me get a fat fucking biggie bag, baby. <laughs> Let me see that biggie bag. I'm sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Open at 6.30, closes at 1 a.m. That sucks. Well, it's not like... Well, actually, I was going to say, it's not like the people working there are working that entire shift, but I bet some of them are. Yeah. Who the fuck goes to Wendy's at 6.30 in the morning? Do they have a breakfast menu? You know, I have a few rules about what types of food I'll eat at what times of day. And I think Wendy's would definitely be not allowed yeah. anytime before 12. Yeah, who's paying right now? Shit. Um, it's my turn, isn't it? I have no idea. I just don't want to get my mullet out. Is it your turn? Yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, but I might. I'm, we might not have time because I don't have service to transfer the money to pay. Your system, weird. I wonder if my si- the podcast thinks my system is weird. You know, you could just get a credit card and do the exact same thing. I would rather die in a fire. Well, you're losing points and possible credit scores. I was thinking about getting a credit card. You should, but I don't. I don't think you really need to worry because you are the most like on top of your money person i know like the fact that you transfer like three dollars at a time to make purchases you are going to be fucking fine thank you 
You're not gonna blow like seven thousand dollars in your credit card. Forget about it. Thank you. Can you please do your job as a passenger? <laughs> They're talking about us. They're talking about our biggie bag. Thank you. I heard them say your name. They're making fun of us for ordering biggie bags. They said they have two biggie bags. Yeah, and I'm gonna fucking slam both of them, bro. Yeah, on the way to Barbie. Way I don't think we're gonna Barbie. make it, dude. It's 9.41, the showing is at 10.05. And it's been sold out. Then maybe you should get tickets on your phone. I'm in the driver's seat. Give me your phone. What, what, what Hanover Crossing. Uh, <laughs> oh no, fuck. Oh no, they're gonna know where we are in the past. Hanover Crossing. Movie theater. I think we're gonna be fine. We just have to eat while driving, and you're gonna have to just slam your food. Are you sure? Yeah, 1005. Did you want both double stacks of no cheese? Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. Well, it's a fucking Wendy's. It's not like, you know, how long could it possibly take? Dude, you gotta go up here, ready? What? No, 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 stop. What Dude, what are you doing? Are you go doing? right here. Now go to Showtimes. That's literally what I did. <laughs> I'm already ahead of you. So, click get tickets, maybe. Maybe that'll... I... Give me your phone. No sessions are currently available for this movie at this location. Oh, I didn't pick the theater. Never mind. Yeah, di- you freaking frack, dude. Hanover Crossing says 10.05. Hell yeah. I don't want to fucking register. You gotta make an account, dude. <laughs> make an account. We have 20 minutes until showtime. This movie's gonna end after midnight, and I have to be up at like 7 a.m. tomorrow. I don't care. There's the Thank food. You. Is that all of it? Do you think that fast food workers feel completely betrayed and disrespected when you check your order? All right, go. We're good. Like when you're like checking it in front of them to see if they got it right, they're just like, fuck you, man. Personally, I wouldn't. What's available? All the red is taken. So that's the back row? Yeah. Pick that fucking row right there. That's a handicap row. We can't pick handicap? No. <laughs> Alright, pick row four. Or four? row C. C. These ones on the end? No, no. That's taken. The red is taken. Well, it's sit right next to those motherfuckers. In the center? Fuck them. Right at the side. Yeah, that's what I mean. Alright. Damn, 10 o'clock showing, almost full. That's crazy. That's because it's the biggest movie of the fucking of our lives, bro. Uh, do we want any concessions? No. What if I do? <laughs> you just bought Wendy's, bro. Here, fucking finish this order. But I'm eating a bird, burger, dog. Finish the order and let me have my food so I can drive. Here, reach Wait, give me directions, too. Just take a right to life. What? Put towards Rockland. I need my food. Dude. You are a villain. You don't even laugh when I say that anymore because you don't love me or appreciate me. Yeah, okay. So it goes. That's Target. Should we hit Target? Go right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, so I heard that the director of this movie is Greta Gerwig, who directed Lady Bird. And that it's, like, a really, like, Lady Bird-esque movie. Okay. Which is not what I got from the trailer at all, so I'm really hoping that that's true. Yeah, I feel like it was just, like, a, like a funny, goofy thing. But I've been hearing that it's, like you know, like a cool, impactful movie. I've been hearing it's almost everybody that I work with is in a fight with their boyfriend about this movie right now. Well, you're going to be fighting with me. Intense and impactful. No, I'm hoping you pass the test. No, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely, I'm going to just have whatever opinion is the most sexist and fucked up. You're just going to pick that one? Yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to just figure out, I'm going to reverse engineer the message of the movie (laughs) and and be against it. Right. <coughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just in case anyone couldn't tell. Um. Are you still giving me directions? Yeah, obviously. Wait. Not obvious. Ending and. Wait. What? My card? Fine, I'll put in mine. Are you serious? Why? You want me to put in mine? Or put uh, in yours? You can put in mine because you just paid for food. But, um. You I just have... paid for food. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Put your card in. <coughs> but it's like $1,000 to go to the movies. It's 30 bucks. Yeah, I didn't. you didn't pay $30 for Wendy's. I'll put gas in first on their road trip. But that doesn't uh, really do anything. What? Hold on, I'm typing. <laughs> um, are you... Yes, I'm giving you... Ter- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Directions, Theo. You're not. Just go straight forever. But we had a turn just there. I know exactly where we are. Are we even podcasting? Yes. Never ask that question again. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. <laughs> just like... Never ask that question again. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm telling you, dude. I feel like the most weird moments happen with a podcast when some when it's like that question is like, oh, is this good? It's like you gotta just. It is. Nobody would listen to us unless they were already like pre-established as liking us. I guess that's true. I'm just kidding. That was the stupidest thing I've ever said. Look at this fucking idiot. If you're the kind of person who inches out into traffic and puts the whole front end of your car in a lane of moving vehicles just to force them to stop for you, I hope you stop doing that. 
I like to just intentionally, uh, just like not allow them to go and then just really uh, weirdly go around them. (laughs) (laughs) And I make eye contact with them the whole time. That's the worst. (laughs) What, Um, what I do is the worst? When someone does that to you. Well, you deserve it. I don't nose out into traffic very often. I only do it if I've been sitting there for like 10 minutes and nobody's letting me out. Wait, so when you buy them online... Oh, you need the confirmation email. Yeah, I think you just tell the person at the door that you have tickets and then they tell you where to sit. Okay. Chicken nuggets. You purchased them? Yeah. We're good? We're locked in? Yep. Wow, we really like... I only bought one ticket for myself. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) We really immediately deviated from the plan tonight. But the plan we chose instead of our original plan is much funner. Yeah, it's better. I'm already vacation brain, so I don't even give a fuck. I know. Yeah, we were supposed to leave and get supplies for our road trip. Because we're leaving day after tomorrow. But... I want to see Barbie, so... Um, yeah. I've actually personally been really pissed off and annoyed that I haven't gotten to see Barbie yet. I know, you've been asking me. I wanted to see it too. And um, three of the people in my office saw it this week. And they keep coming in and being like, oh, new update. I saw Barbie. And this one else is like, I saw Barbie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, so you want, you're going to be able to join the club tomorrow? Yeah, because nobody can talk about it with spoilers until everyone in the office has seen it. So nobody's like, they're just saying they liked it and that they cried. But nobody's like really disclosing. Also, I guess like, I didn't know about this, but I guess people are dressing up for Barbie. Yeah, they are. I wasn't prepared. I don't own anything pink. Which is actually so loaded in and of itself. Maybe you will after this movie. Maybe. We were talking about that today at um, my job. How it's like... Like, why don't I own anything pink? And my instinct to to say was like, oh, I hate pink. And then I was like, why do I hate pink? I don't have strong feelings about any other color. Like, I wear some pretty hideous clothes. Why don't I own anything pink? Do you feel like Katniss Everdeen was, like, the character, the mainstream character that officially killed the, um, one of the boys, girl character? Ooh. Because Katniss Everdeen doesn't feel like she's, like, I'm not like the other girls type character, but she also doesn't feel like a modern character in a sense. But she feels like she's right in between. Like, she was, like, almost like a bridge between those two worlds where she's got a little bit of both. I think I would have to reread or rewatch Hunger Games as an adult to answer that accurately. But I think that that could be true based on how I remember it. Yeah. I feel like in my memory she was very, like, tomboy-coded, which kind of isn't a thing anymore. And she did have the, like, typical, like, YA novel love triangle thing going on. But... I mean, if I were in her shoes, so would I. (laughs) Like, I kind of feel like it's fine. It's also not a YA novel if there's not some kind of, like, fucked up relationship involved. Do you think that, like, um... Shit. I I forget. Gail by the way. I was team Gail. Same. But I think looking back, I think it makes no sense... For, to be Team Gale 
because I mean maybe they had some type of like romantic like youthful romantic interest in each other but like in the end she spent no time with Gail she was completely ideologically different than him their perspectives their like feelings like everything about them was completely different like like, I don't know, do you, like, think of your childhood friend, or, like, someone you had a crush on when you were, like, 15. Yeah. And imagine that you're separated from them for 10 years. Do, yeah. Just living your life, doing your thing. Like, would you just still be attracted to them in the same way? Like, maybe you would feel some kind of nostalgia, and maybe if when you saw them again, they were cool and attractive just in a new way? Maybe, but... Not really. You'd be like, oh, hey. They'd be, it'd be like running into your cousin. Weird. Weird. But I see where you're going with that. How I is think- that weird? I mean, like, your cousin's just some, like, person some that you like. That has, like, that's, like, your predetermined friend. Huh. You're just like, hey. Hey, James. Yeah. It's been a few years. Oh, man. How's the kid? How's, how's your mom? I think this is really specific to the way that you view cousins and childhood friends, but I also vibe with some of what you're saying, I think. I also feel like I retained no information about a lot of people that I knew when I was a kid. Like, I don't think I was paying attention to the qualities of personality that I do now, which maybe feeds into what you're saying. Mm. Like, I don't even remember anything about Gail as a character, except that um, he knew Katniss for a really long time, and I imagined him to be very hot. Yeah, but but it's because so... What was kind of interesting about how I remember them is that Gail was, like, rough and moody and, like, dark. like yeah. And, like, kind of, like... But then Peta was, like, warm and friendly and vulnerable. Yeah. And... But... Which honestly, what, green flag for Peta. But here's the thing, though. Gail's red flag was that he was aggressive. And Are we on our way to the Yes, movie? yes, yes. Okay. Gail... Sorry. I love you. I love I trust too. me. We're going the right... I know exactly where I'm directing you. I told you, straight forever. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you. Okay. Thank you. As I say, Gail is an aggressive jerk. But Gail would, like, yell at Katniss and be mad at her, from what I remember. But the red flag about PETA was that he was manipulative. She never knew what he really meant or what he was feeling. Like, he would always be... That's super bad. Yeah. So, it's kind of interesting because Gail had the stereotypical bad trait of somebody like he was like like this rough towny guy but he was aggressive Peta was like vulnerable and emotional and nice but was manipulative very similar to Sawyer and Jack in Lost in Lost yeah actually they're very much that's you know what I'm kind you know what's kind of funny is I wonder if we're discussing a common love triangle trope because we all know what kind of the girl that's in the love triangle but that's also Jacob and uh, Jacob Edward. and Edward. Yeah. yeah, Jacob was like this rough, down to earth, vulnerable guy. I mean, not it was rough. Kind of, it was kind of flipped. He was more like open hearted, and like he like was his dad was friends with her dad. Like he'd been around for a long time, so he had like the towny angle. But he was also like much more friendly and nice. And Edward was like mysterious and manipulative. I think what we're talking about literally is the emo I, versus prep archetype. It's literally we're talking about a Jungian archetype. It's the <laughs> the good prep. Huh? Nothing. I mean it is. It's like it's literally like the duality of man. Like the woman wants the right man 
but the two members of the love triangle make up the guy that she wants. You know what is a plot line that I've never read in a YA novel, but would what? be so much better? Is a similar thing, but it was like the emo guy and then the gay girl. Like, it's always just two dudes who hate each other and fight over you, but what if it was like, am I gay? I'm 15, I don't know. That's way more realistic, I feel like. That's, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, but I feel like if we really, really... I don't know, because can you imagine a love triangle plot where the person, the two choices were like the same guy or the same type of person? It would be dumb. Like, it would be like, what are we... What's the tension? Where's the tension here? Mm. But I think the tension comes from them being opposite. Like, you know, the the, the evil guy and the good guy. Yeah. This is, I don't know. That's not, I don't feel but like... I feel like the, but I feel like the gender aspect of it, you know, and take a left at these lights, okay? Okay. The gender aspect of it could be, could not really be as important where maybe, maybe it could be like evil lesbian good boy. Mm, that could be true. I think also though that there is tension there because it's like, if it's a character that you're writing that's like... If it's, like, a YA novel and they're... How old is Katniss supposed to be? Like, 15? I forgot. I think Probably. she's, like, mad young, which is really funny, actually. But, um... Because I remember Gail was supposed to be older than her and he was 17. But, anyway. Um... I... Think that there could be something to that of, like... This is my... I've actually... I've read books that are similar to this without the gay element of it. Where it's, like, my best friend who... I didn't. I think I don't think I'm in love with, and I'm talking to him all the time about this hot, mysterious guy. And then in the end, she falls for her best friend instead. But like that could also not just be about boys. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I think the thing that adds tension is the nature of the relationship dynamic, not the actual guy and what right. he's like, but also like what element of you that person brings out. You know? That's true. I'm getting stressed out because we're getting late. Well, nothing we can do about it. It's We're 10.02. Close, Go faster. You're going like 20 miles an hour. I'm going 40 miles an hour. <sighs> yeah, but it's like complete open road and you're going slow. I'm going the speed limit. Fuck the speed limit. I'm not getting a car accident on the way to the Barbie movie. You won't. <laughs> I'm psychic. Remember? 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 Why would I remember that? Was there something that happened? I said that I was psychic on the podcast. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, in a future episode. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're going so slow. Oh we're going to be late. Noah. We're going to miss like the first minute or two of the movie. No, we're not. There's going to be like 30 minutes of ads, obviously. Really? Yes. We also already bought our tickets and you didn't want to go to concessions. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I want to go to concessions. I'm kind of mad about that. I'm going to go by myself. And you're going to probably fucking eat my snack after I wait in line. Not if you get a gross snack. I will. I'll just eat your chicken nuggets right now. Bro. Do you want them? Kind of. Do you want me to hand them to you? Do you want that in my burger? Yeah, we'll trade. Here. Trade. They're both my dinner. (laughs) Here's your burger. Here. I mean, thing. Fly faster! Yo, guess what? What? Noah, um, I was texting him today about video games, and in the middle of the conversation, he goes, Oh, lol, I found it. 
And I was like, found what? I fucking knew it. Yep. I told you. He's like, I feel partially responsible for this. And I was like, dude, you're fully responsible. We've been in a long-standing disagreement about whether or not he stole my PS4 power cord and uh, forgot about it. And he insisted that he hadn't, but turns out he had. I was the one who pointed the finger in this whodunit. Well, he's the only I one said, ever moved. I it. said Noah absolutely has the power cord. He just doesn't know he has it. Yeah. Well, he also owns like four PS4s for some reason. I think that's pretty strange. Well, he he loans them to people. So they can play the games with him if he wants to play with them. You know what's funny is that I know that there's people out there like Noah that do this. But he's the first person. So Noah is with video games the type of person. You know those book people who try to. They try to make other people read books that they like so they can talk to them about that? Yeah. He does that with video games. But I feel like it's a little bit more tolerable with video games because if you if someone wants you to read a book, they have to do that on their own time alone. Like you can play a game with someone, it's collaborative, and they don't have to finish the whole game and then talk to you about it, you know? Like giving someone a book is like a long commitment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a chore. Uh, Here, take a right into like that mall area. Right here? Uh yeah, like And I forget, I think you have to, like, take a left towards Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. Like, it's kind of, like, you have to go around the construction. I remember. I don't remember. <sighs> well, not go this way. You're going a pretty weird way. Oh, wait, there's more construction? Yeah, you're taking the Bizarro route. Go down over there. Oh, yeah, you fully, we fully are in the wrong way. You there have used to, to be a fucking You have to double there. back. <laughs> hmm. I appreciate that you changed your sentence from you to we. I heard Can that. Can you hurry up? We're going to be late to the movie. Can you chill? No. I'm glad you're excited for the Barbie movie. Also, I just we just want to say for the viewer and listener, we're going to record after we leave the movie and talk about it and completely spoil the fuck out of it. So if you haven't seen it... Obviously, don't be a dumbass. We're going to talk about it. Wait, we're going to spoil it? Yeah, obviously. This episode is going to be for people who have seen it. But it's so new. Yeah, that's what a spoiler alert is. What if nobody's going to listen? What, are they not going to know? They're going to not realize that I'm telling them? What if Trevor hasn't seen it yet? (laughs) And he's just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Sorry, Trevor. You know what I, I, I love? Based on the amount of people that listen, there has to be at least uh, a, like, a, like, a very, like a couple... There has to be a small group of people that listen to every episode. That know the Trevor joke. No, that listen to every episode just as much as Trevor. Oh, yeah. That have marathoned all of them, too. Aww. If someone obviously. else identifies themselves, I will also shout you out on episodes. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on your vibe. But I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Actually, forget that I said that. They're anonymous. Yeah. I don't know Maybe we should about. do what you used to do in Tumblr days and just talk to Anon. Anon? Nah, the word Anon is, like, ruined now. It scares me. Why? Because anonymous? Of, no, because of 4chan. Ew. You know? All right, Not park. Really. Find a parking spot. Sorry, I'm yelling at you. You're, oh, God. 
What? We're missing the movie. Oh my fucking god. Can we just park at the back and we'll just walk up? We, there, you're not going to find a spot at the front. It's the it's the Barbie movie. You're wearing pink. You're literally wearing pink. This is not pink. It's bright pink. It's literally not. You betrayed me a little bit. It's like a wine color. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, so if you haven't fucking seen it, here's your spoiler alert. Theo is just saying, you're just saying you're going to call in sick. No, I'm not. Tomorrow. I'm not doing that. So... Barbie, we only. You want to know something kind of funny about this? I feel like we only watched half the movie because we didn't watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be like the same movie? Isn't like Oppenheimer about like about the Barbie, like Ken in- inventing the bomb? <laughs> That's what happens after this movie, right? Well, it was good. It was funny. It was, it was like Fight Club for women. I'm just kidding. I just thought I thought of that on the way out and planned to say it. <laughs> nice. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know what I was thinking during the movie as well? What? I can't find the buckle. Oh, got it. I was thinking, shit, man. I was I was like, shit. What am I gonna say about this when we record after? Did Fuck. Did you? I, and I was I was like, anxious because I was like, no, I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to say anything. Huh. I don't know. You know what I did think was like the, so fucking funny about it? What? Was that the world that the Kens created when they took over was so accurate? <laughs> like that's really what would they would have made. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stupid idiot guy world and and all of the Kens' favorite song. Was that that one fucking song? Something I thought I was funny about that is that around. I didn't know what the song was, and you started laughing as soon as it started playing. Dude, that song fucking killed me. Cause I, <laughs> you want to hear something so embarrassing about that? Is that I fucking love that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I laughed. I was like, no. Dude, honestly, not that one. Honestly, there was so much that Ken was doing, and I was like looking at you. What was happening? <laughs> Even the first scene, when he's like, "Barbie, you want to see this?" And then he like ran and like broke his ass. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. This resonates. I really am like a. You yeah. are, you're, you're my Ken. I'm your Ken. I've been seeing TikToks about <laughs> about this movie that are uh, girls posting about their boyfriends being like, "My Ken does computer IT." My Ken does podcast. And skateboard. I do beach. I do beach. I do it's different beach. from lifeguards. It's different. <laughs> I thought that it was funny, but... It was cute. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I A lot of people told me that this was, like, a really, like, important feminist moment. And I don't really think anything was said that hasn't been said. But it was nice that we're saying it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. liked the part where they all voted in the middle. That was cool. That was pretty... cool, I meant I was... It's a little bit... You felt like it was a little bit saccharine, perhaps? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It it kind of felt similar. It felt it felt like it was made... Okay, so it's true. Yeah, it's, it's cool they said all that and it was awesome and the message is great. But, like, it's it definitely felt like it was made by Disney. Yeah. Like, it was like a Disney movie. Like... It was a little weird that there were buzzwords like cultural appropriation, fascism, and patriarchy, but nobody said, like, rape. Yeah, Like, yeah. is the biggest issue really cellulite? I don't right. know. I think that that's just, like, kind of a watered-down mm. version. 
it made me feel a little bit frustrated that everybody was so excited about it because it didn't feel like it said anything. But it also, I mean, it's not... I think feminism at all in mainstream media is hard to come by, and this was probably made, like, by Mattel, basically, so it is what it is. But I thought it was fine. I wish everybody hadn't said that it was basically Ladybird, because that's not true. I think that's such a strange comparison, Ladybird, because Ladybird was, like, a random, like, vignette indie movie. Well, like, it's the same about- director, and it had a mother-daughter plotline in uh, Barbie, so that's why people uh, were saying that. But not really. They weren't even really fleshed out characters. I think that this movie definitely... So, I think that maybe the, the the struggle that you've had is that it was pitched to you and to me by proxy as being, like, this, like, cutting-edge, like, mind-blowing movie. But it was like we just went to see Ant-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was better than that. I mean, but it it's like... It was like if we went to see Scarlet Witch. Well, it's like it's like if somebody took those really really difficult issues and and conversations and put it through a Disney Marvel filter. Yeah. It was like if somebody did like an AI like Disney Plus filter on Tumblr. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never mind. Delete that. Not no, Tumblr. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I thought it was it was still worth watching though. It I would... thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very good. I think that they could have pushed the tearjerkerness about it a little bit more. You thought it could have been sadder, like could have been more poignant and heart, heart, string, stringy. Yeah, like when they set it up, the opening scene, and then when they had like the mother and daughter character thing, and they had that thing where it was like, the mom was the one playing with the dolls. Like all of the TikToks I've been seeing, I've been seeing TikToks about this movie that other people have made that are more tearjerky than the movie was like videos of their moms playing with barbies as kids or whatever like there was none of that it was just like it was said and then there was no emotional pull at all right it all stayed in the safe zone when was barbie made in like the 40s or 50s or something i think it was yeah 50s wow yeah so my mom probably fucking played with fucking barbies and shit too definitely (sighs) there's a nurse barbie in the box in your house Really? Yeah, it's when you first walk in. Your mom oh, has a bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's true. She she must have a few. Yeah. I was thinking about the weird Barbie character. I thought that was pretty funny because my sisters had Barbies and I, like, have distant, vague memories of myself, like, like burning the Barbie's face on the stove and, like, or, like, microwaving it. You were Sid from Toy Story. I was definitely Sid from Toy Story for sure. <laughs> So, like, I definitely didn't make weird Barbie. I made, like, mutilated, like, like vegetable Barbie. I liked that they had her doing the splits because that's so real. I also found that her haircut was so accurate. Like, that's exactly what Barbie's hair looks like when you cut it all off. Yeah. Because I did that, too. <laughs> it was a cute movie. It was good. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's a Disney movie. It's, it might not be made by Disney. I have no idea. Was it? I don't know. No, it was Probably Warner not. Brothers. Yeah. But I it felt that I think something I forget about is that I am leftist. Yeah. I just always forget that I'm further left than a lot of people I talk to. So when they're like, this is crazy, this was so feminist, and then it's like, not that crazy. It's like, I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? Right. 
Yeah, it definitely was. It was. It was a normie movie, and not in in a bad way to me. It was, you know, it was a normie movie. The only complaint that I had about it creatively was that there's been a lot of hype about the Billie Eilish song. And was that line, Billie Eilish at the end? Yeah, she wrote oh. a whole bunch. I think she wrote a bunch of songs that were on this movie. I didn't even but, know. But um, that was playing throughout the whole thing. Like they were playing the musical thing of it throughout the film. Uh-huh. But in that last scene is when they played most of the chorus. But there's a line that's like, um, I'm feeling sad now, don't tell my boyfriend it's not what he's made for. And that's what everybody's been posting online. And that's like a TikTok trend right now. And the song is on Spotify, so everybody's posting it. And that I thought that that would be in the movie, because that seemed like it fit the plot really well. But they just didn't use that line. Yeah, I didn't even, I guess I didn't even, uh, that's kind of interesting because I didn't know about that song or Billie Eilish at all. Yeah. I kind of missed that, apparently. Yeah, I definitely think that this was, it's kind of, yeah, it seems like what the movie meant is, like, to people and maybe culturally to everybody else. Yeah. Is not necessarily what it is. Which is fine. Yeah, art art usually is that way, isn't it? And it wasn't like it was bad. Like, there were a lot of things that were said. Like, there was the scene where um, she was, like, listing off ways that being a woman is in conflict with itself. That was pretty powerful because it was a lot all at once. I guess I should... Maybe I could be more generous about it because it is not... It's not that crazy if you consume feminist media a lot. But if you don't, it is more than is usually said in, like, mainstream media, for sure. Yeah. That's it is a feminist movie. Yeah, for sure. Especially, too, maybe... I, I also wonder if, you know, to follow your lead in being generous, you gotta think... So the people that wrote that and directed it, I, would, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they felt how you feel about this. But I wonder, with that being said... If it takes a, a, a particular, I wonder if it's it takes some artistic storytelling skill to convey those themes and those ideas in a way that makes sense to normal people, who like the last movie they saw in theaters was like that fucking Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise or something, like you know, like people who don't know about any of the stuff that you, you're talking about. Like, they just haven't... They're just not exposed to it or something. And then they, like, see that or something. Like, I wonder if there's I something so. to that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but... Um, what the fuck? What is, what, what is wet on the ground right now? Wait, for real? Yes. Yeah, so, unfortunately, this episode got cut short because we had a massive water spill on the floor of Theo's car while recording... We have a lot more thoughts about the Barbie movie. Obviously, we both loved it. It was such an exciting uh, and interesting thing to see. Uh, Hell yeah. Anyway, um, this is the episode for the week. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, Stream my new song on Spotify. I worked really hard on it. Uh, Check out all of Theo's art. Post it every day. We're on a road trip right now, so you'll uh, definitely get some content about that. Anyway, peace out, guys. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boston Art Podcast is an independent DIY production by Brian Huntress and Theodora Earthworms. The information contained in this episode represents the views and opinions of the original creators or our guests and does not represent any institution, organization, or business. Find us on Instagram at Boston Art Podcast and tune in for a new episode every Friday. Thank you for listening.